Hey, what's going on, family? It is uh, me, Brother DSP, your friendly neighborhood media personality. Um, and thank you for uh, coming on and listening to Brother DSP Speaks. Uh, wow. Um, as you all may know by now, that by the time you listen to this, um, Kobe Bryant and his daughter just passed away. Um, I'm actually recording this uh the day of man yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of like messed up because like you're talking about kobe bryant here you know what i'm saying uh a guy that i watched his entire career man he got drafted while i was in high school so like it's a, you got to look at it like this kobe was what 2 years older than me um, so when he graduated, I was probably only a sophomore, sophomore going into being, going into my junior year. So I'm hearing about this kid from Philly and he's about to go pro from, 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 um, from high school. So I, and I'm playing ball. So my 10th grade year is probably my, um, first time playing, first time back playing organized basketball again. So I'm hearing about this kid from Philly, and he's nice, and he's about to go pro from high school. And I'm like, what? I haven't heard that since, um, I believe it was Daryl Dawkins, Chocolate Thunder. Um, for, the, for the younger listeners, you probably don't know who that is. You can Google him. He was nice. He was basically like a Shaq before Shaq. Um, but when Kobe got drafted... I'm seeing this and I'm like, yo, I got to step it up. You know what I mean? So this is me going, I guess I'm going into my 11th grade year. No, I'm, I think I'm going in the 10th because he got drafted in 96. I think he got drafted the summer of 96. I think it was. I'm not sure. Nah, I believe he got drafted the summer of 95 and played his first year in 96. So I remember he got drafted by the Hornets. And then he got traded. Jerry West wanted to come to L.A. because Jerry West knew who Kobe, who Kobe was, who Kobe was, and who Kobe is, and who he was. You know what I mean? Um, seeing that, I was inspired. Played ball. Unfortunate things happened with that whole situation, but we're not going to get into that because it's not about me. Um, we're discussing Kobe here. 
when I first heard the news, I didn't believe it. I was like, ah, uh, you know, it's that fake news. You know what I mean? I'm going to use 45's word. It's that fake news. Um, It wasn't fake news. So when I first heard it, I was like, damn, Kobe died. Then, and my thoughts, and the way my brain works, I started thinking about his family like, damn, they're going to grieve. You know who's really going to be hurt? Gigi's really going to be hurt. Then I find out a few minutes later, yo, not even a few minutes later, I'm sorry, a few hours later that Gigi died too. I was sick. I was sick. I didn't want to watch TV. I didn't want to I didn't want to do anything, man. Like I didn't even want to record this. Real talk. I did not want to record this. I was like, yo, I can give him two episodes on one, on one week again. I was like, nah, man. I'm building this platform. I'm building this program. I got to put something out and I have to talk this out. I can't keep this bottled up. Like, I ain't even going to lie. I'm seeing mad pictures. I couldn't even look at my phone. I see mad pictures of Kobe, mad pictures of Kobe and his daughter. I'm like, yo, I can't. Not now. I can't. I have to digest. It's like my homie died, yo. Like, I didn't know Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like I, But I, I watched him grow into what he became. You know, so it, it was, he was like my homie, dude. Like, I know the fans are going to be sick all week. This so reminds me of when Nipsey passed, yo. So that eerie feeling over the culture. It's, yo, it's it's nuts, man. Kobe Bryant, R.I.P. Gigi Bryant, R.I.P. Peace, love, and light, and condolences to the Bryant family, Vanessa, and I believe they had two, uh, the other two daughters. They lost their father and their sibling. And I'm, I'm just sitting here like, oh, man. So real. After the news and all that, and I f finally went through what I went through to get over that, um, I called my parents, yo. I hit up my parents. I was like, yo, I love you. I don't know if you guys heard about Kobe Bryant, but I love you. I thank, I thank you for everything you've ever done. For I, yo, I told, because you know sometimes like, you hear moments when people are in their deathbed and they be like, there are certain things that they regret. I don't want that to be one of my regrets. And I wasn't even thinking like that then. I was just thinking about, yo, Kobe and his daughter probably planned on coming back to their mom and, and wife and their sisters and daughters. And they're not coming back. And I was like, yo, they were just doing something that they do every day that Kobe's been doing for years. And boom, gone. So I had to call my parents. I had to tell them, thank you for everything. I love you. Thank you. Please be careful. That was something I said probably several times. They probably thought there was something wrong with me until, you know, they probably checked the Kobe news and seen that he passed with his daughter. They probably thought something was legit wrong with me. But I told him I loved him. I told him thank you for everything. And I'm going to make you proud. You know what I mean? So that's why I was like, I'm glad I did that. You know what I mean? I'm always in con constant contact with my brother. So I didn't have to hit him up. So I, I, I had to do it. I felt compelled to do it. Um, I don't know if you uh, checked out the page. I even put posted a video, not a video, but like 
I made a post, an audio post where I said like, yo, Kobe just died. I'm sick right now. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Pretty much. It, I didn't say that, but I was like, yo, I feel bad for his family. Cause at the time I didn't know Gigi died. I was like, yo, I feel bad for the family. Yo, uh, I feel bad. I, I, I said this It's documented. I said, I feel bad for Gigi because her and her father were very close. They shared the love of basketball. A few hours later, found out Gigi Bryant died. Uh, I believe it was Q Talks who broke the news. That's how I found out about it. Shout out to Q Talks. Make sure you check check out their podcast debuting. Uh, her and Sean B. debuting February 3rd, season 5. She's a veteran. She knows what she's doing. Um... It's, 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 it's heartbreaking, man. Devastating. Like Kobe was like an international icon and he transcended basketball. Like, I don't know, maybe after, after this week and then you hear this episode, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because this is pre-recorded. So like, I don't know if, um, what I'm saying now would make sense because like, if I was to post this now, I don't know if. It would make sense. But after you see this week or, well, Thursday, up to Thursday, you'll understand what I'm saying here. Because Kobe transcended sports. He was an icon. And to hear him and his daughter pass, it, it's, it's too devastating. And I think I spoke about it on this too long. I didn't even tell you what the topic is. I didn't even tell you to follow the page. I'm like, ah, uh, I'm messed up right now. But let's get to it. Because that's why I'm doing this. Make sure you follow the um, Instagram page. That's at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's the Blast Podcast. Give us a follow. That's for sure. Um, Call to action. Make sure you rate the the platform. Please rate the platform. Please, please, and please rate the platform. Five stars on, on iTunes. Hearts, whatever you got to give it on on Spotify and whatever it is on iHeartRadio. Just show us love. We're trying to make it to the um, homepage of these digital streaming platforms so we can, you know, hopefully get some new eyes and get some get some recognition in our uh, in our town, man, because right now I'm trying to be one of the the people that controls our narrative, you know, so if I can. Give them programs like Brother DSP Speaks. They know they're not dealing with an idiot if they're listening. But like I said, man, call to action. Please rate the platform. Um, Today's topic, race. Um, I feel that I have to have an installment about this. Not just because it's going to be Black History Month in a few days, but... um, I feel during the climate that we're in, and I believe it's going to be the same climate for another four years, but like I said, that's a whole nother discussion. Um, I feel race needs to be spoken about and it needs to be clarified. I don't think it's been clarified too well. I don't think people know what it is because a lot of people subscribe to it. Um, Some people don't. I'm one of the people that don't. I don't subscribe to it because I've seen what it's done to one, my collective. My collective has lost lives to this um, 
this construct, my collective has suffered mental and physical and spiritual stress because of this construct. And I feel that if we got rid of this construct, we would look at life differently. And I'm not saying sit there and hold hands with everybody and sing Kumbaya. No, there's a lot of nefarious people out in the world. And, I, I, and I'm not saying that I'm not going to say I'm not black. I'm, I'm proud to say I'm black. Especially, the, the thing with me is this. I know how subscribed my collective is to this social construct because this construct was pretty much... It pretty much took our lives, pretty much subjugated and degraded us. So they're going to take this construct and flip it on its head and be like, yeah, we proud to be black. I'm proud. Trust me. I just don't like subscribing to just being black because I'm more than the color. You know what I'm saying? People will give you their philosophy and, and um and their beliefs on what the word black means. And I have no issue with that. I agree with it 100%. But me personally, I'm more than just a black man. I'm more than just a, a Haitian. I'm more than just African. I'm more... I'm more than just my name. DSP. And that's my name. That Those are my initials, legit. This is not no, like, clever acronym or nothing like that that's my legit initials um so i'm more than that like it's i'm probably taking y'all left because like i'm i'm trying to show y'all that i'm on some other 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 type of type of type of thought i'm i'm i, I i'm in a different i have a different set of like ideas thought processes principle standards compared to other people this is why i can't rock with too many people that's why because my my standards and my standards and principles are totally different from most you know so that's why but man i don't want to get too far off the topic topic of the day like i said is race and um, I hope, one thing I hope to do with this episode right now, this installment episode, whatever, I hope I can open your mind into seeing what this race thing is about. Because once you see it, because I peaked, I, I, like I said, I did my research, so I, I had to look behind the curtain and I was like, is this what this shit is? This is the shit that got all people that look like me fucking killed? This is the shit that got people that, um, have fairer skin feel that they're better than fucking everybody? Nah, this 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 shit gotta be deaded. We can't deal with that no more. And as you can see, this installment, I don't have music in the intro, in the opening. Because like I said, man, this is I didn't want to hear anything. So this is probably gonna be one of the quietest um installments of uh, Brother DSP speaks. Cause like I said, this is pre-recording and I just found out. I like one of my homies, man. Like, this is how I feel about the brother. I feel like Kobe Bryant was one of the homies that just passed away and his daughter was with him. And 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 um condolences, peace, love, and light to the other people that passed away. 
you know, um, it's, it's sad. So we're about to get into this ad and then, um, we're going to come back to the, with the topic. Um, oh man, I got to roll up another one. All right. I'll be right back. Culture Wings. If you're looking for flavorful wings in the Rockland County, New York area, we've got the place for you. Give them a follow on Instagram at FTC Wings. Again, that's at FTC underscore W-I-N-G-Z. Place your order in the DMs or give them a call at 845-200-1600. Free delivery to those who are in the Havistraw and West Havistraw area. Please be sure to vote weekly on their Instagram page for the sauce of the week. Thai chili, honey barbecue, Cajun, lemon pepper, and garlic parm are the weekly wing flavors. Eight piece for $7, eight piece combo for $10. 16 piece for $14, 16 piece combo for $17. 24 piece for $21, 24 piece combo for $24. An order of fries is $3, loaded fries for $5. Mozzarella sticks are also an option. Eight for $5, 16 for $10. Beverages are all $1, which includes Coke, Sprite, and water. They have catering options as well. Please be sure to use the Blast Podcast promo code to get a free order of fries. Orders are taken only on Sundays from 12 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. These wings sell out fast, so don't miss out on the opportunity to taste the best wings in Rockland County, New York. Remember the name, Culture Wings. Peace, peace, family. It's uh, Brother DSP. I'm back. Um, We're going to be discussing a, a... a topic um, that is very uncomfortable for some people to have. It triggers a lot of people. Um, but I think that's the case because a lot of people don't understand what it is or its definition, per se. Um, first thing I wanted to say was, um, if you hear any noises in the background, don't mind that. That's just me doing my thing, partaking in some um, herbal activities. But with that said, <clears throat> we're discussing race. I think this was a great topic to talk about because when this episode released, it was the week. Actually, not the week. It's um a couple days before Black History Month. So um, I felt like this would be perfect to talk about on this installment. Because, um, you know me, I like to be political, and especially on this platform, I can discuss political topics and be subjective about it, and you get to see how I feel about certain things, and it it helps you get to know me as a host better. So, that's one thing I wanted to do with this platform, and I wanted to discuss race. Race, what is race? What is it based on? What, who created this, um, this construct? Yes, I call it a construct because it's not something that was around from inception of time. It wasn't around uh, back in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth century. Race wasn't a thing. Uh, Race became a thing, I would have to say, around... The Reconstruction period, the Reconstruction era, Reconstruction era for the United States. I'm gonna have to say that's like the 19th century, like the 1800s after the Civil War, 
and they were trying to reconstruct the country, race became um, became more prominent. It actually become a, it actually became a social construct. Um, if you look up the word race and see what the scholars um, say about it, what they say is it's a it's a basically it's a social construct created by the dominant collective to create social context or to to have social context. Basically, United States, the predominantly larger collective is the white collective. Well, that's that's not the truth now, but at the time, they were the dominant collective. Um, so what they did was, I mean, it was for nefarious reasons why they created this construct, because what they started to see was a lot of the blacks and a lot of the Asians were taking their jobs because one, they were very, they were much better at it. Two, <clears throat> they, they weren't being paid as much as they should have. So a lot of people were hiring them. So what happened was, um, you had a lot of people upset with that. So one thing that was created was one was unions. That's when, that's where the unions began is, and it's why you kind of see some unions are very non-inclusive. That's the word I'm going to use. Um, and also what, uh, what they also created, not just unions, they also created this construct called race. I need people to understand race is not based on science whatsoever. Race is based, not based on genetics. Let me say that race is not based on genetics. It's based on aesthetics, what you look like. So this is why I laugh when people be like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not black. I'm Dominican. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Your your nationality is Dominican. But guess what they call you when when you at your when you in Dominican Republic? They either call you Negro, Negra, or Moreno, Morena. What does that mean? Black. So this construct was created in the Reconstruction era because they wanted to create social context. What would the context be? The context would be, well, if you don't look like the dominant collective, there's something wrong with you or um, not necessarily something's wrong with you, but like more or less like you're inferior. No, something's wrong with you. You're inferior. Um, basically, that's what racism is. It's the belief of a person that doesn't look like you or has a different color skin tone than you is inferior. This is where a lot of the colorism comes from. All, all the, all the um, race-based prejudice you see, it, it all stems from this construct they created called race. So once they created this, um, this construct called race, what happened is you started to get a lot of people subscribing to racism. Because when you create the context of race, what you're doing, what you're going to, what's naturally going to be done is, well, what's naturally going to be either subscribed to, uh, constructed or, um, basically for, or imposed on is that the dominant collective is the superior collective, right? The dominant collective is a superior collective and any other collective that isn't part of the dominant collective is inferior. Hence the birth of racism. Uh, I hope, I hope what I'm saying is making a lot of sense to y'all. I hope I'm not going over y'all head. This is why I'm trying to keep it in real simplistic terms, but also teach at the same time. 
Um, this is right now. This is not my personal feelings about it. This is a straight up fact. You can look up the word race, um, check it out on Wiki or whatever your source, uh, whatever source that you trust, and and do the research on race. I'm not looking at anything right now. As I said, I'm actually doing something. Um, I'm rolling up. Um, I'm not actually looking at no notes or anything like that. This is all off the head. I'm freestyling because when you get knowledge yourself, this is one of the first things you want to know. Where does this race shit come from? Why? Why was it? Why was this construct created? What was the purpose? And I got that knowledge and I'm sharing it with y'all. So <clears throat> I forgot where I was. But like I was saying, like a lot of this, this construct was created to, you know, basically subjugate and degrade people. Now, if you remember, I might have to take that back. I'm sorry. Because I said that the race construct was developed in during the Reconstruction era, but it might have been before that. It had to be the 18th century it was created because a lot of people believe that um, slavery began because there was a bunch of white people that wanted to subjugated, subjugate black people. No. The way this whole shit started was based on resources and religion. What I want you to look up is a word called papal bull. P-A-P-A-L-B-U-L-L. It's something that the Pope used to... It was like instructions that the Pope gave to the rest of the world. And because at that time, you got to remember, it was like the Holy Roman Empire. So whatever the Pope said went. And there was a papal bull issued by one of the popes. I can't remember off the top of the head. Um, one of the papal bulls said, make sure that you spread Christianity. And for those who deny it, uh, the infidels and Saracens, um, it's either, I forgot the word they use, I'm paraphrasing, I'm going to paraphrase now, um, subjugate them pretty much, subdue them. If they don't want to accept the religion, either pretty much subjugate them, degrade them, or, or if you have to, get rid of them. Because we're here to spread the word of our deity. And that's, that's pretty much what jump-started the subjugation of the indigenous and um, African people. <clears throat> when I say indigenous, I'm talking about the indigenous people of America, the Caribbean, Southern America, you know, all that, those areas. You know, like I said, the Americas, the Caribbean, and, you know, the, the indigenous people of Africa. So that's what basically started. It was a pope that started it. You know what I mean? So that's just another example of somebody using religion for nefarious reasons. So, and it wasn't, he didn't, he didn't do that because of the color of the indigenous people's skin or um, what they look like. He did it because he was literally, he, I guess he actually believed that he was a vessel between um, him and uh, his deity and he, he felt that he had to spread the religion, right? Um, what took place, probably, he probably didn't expect. Um, 
I'm talking about like subjugation of the indigenous people of the Caribbean, the Americas, the the kidnapping, the killing, the raping of the Africans. Um, this is was I just need y'all to, to understand that this was all started by a pope, a pope's instructions. It's called the Papal Bull. Please look that up. You might even find out which pope I'm talking about. Um, but then my point of me bringing that up was then they weren't thinking about race. I think race became more prominent when the United States started really getting into it. Um, when France was involved with it, because I'll tell you now, Napoleon was the biggest racist in history, but yet they like to hold him up there as one of the greatest generals ever. But they rarely talk about Toussaint, Toussaint Louverture, who kicked Napoleon's ass. What they don't tell you is that, I know I'm going off in a tangent, what they tell you, don't tell you that is that this black man beat this prominent general to the point where this prominent general had to sell Louisiana back to the United States so he can have funds to fight these Africans on this island called Haiti. See what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> back to the topic at hand. I'm going to say, I take back what I said previously a couple minutes back because I believe that race was started uh, during the Reconstruction era. No, the unions definitely did start during the Reconstruction era. That's a fact. But I'm going to have to say race became a factor when France and the United States got involved. When it, was, when, no, when it was no longer just the Holy Roman Empire doing their subjugation and all that. That's what I'll say because England felt the way. Like all those European countries, including England, because a lot of people don't consider England part of Europe. They, they, they were on their race. They were on their race shit. And their belief of people not looking like them was inferior is what led to the subjugation of people that look like me. You know what I mean? So, to have this conversation, you have to go into history. You have to understand why this construct was created. And like I said, I believe it was created, of course, like, like the scholars say, for social context and to also justify the subjugation of people that don't look like the quote-unquote dominant collective, you know? And um, it's nasty. What's even nastier is, till this day, people sub subscribe to this construct. Me, myself, personally, I try my best not to subscribe to the construct, but in order for me to talk to people, in order for me to communicate with many in my collective, I have to subscribe to the construct because... They're so fully ingratiated in this construct called race that it's to the point where they're showing signs of racism. I mean, not racism, race prejudice. That's what I'll say, because I don't think they look at a white person and then think they're inferior, although some do. But that's just, you know, hating begetting more hate. But there are some people that they see a white person, they, they don't want nothing to do with them. You know what I mean? And I, I don't have no beef with that. <laughs> because trust me, white folks could be, some white folks could be very nefarious, man. So, I don't know what that person been through. You know what I mean? Maybe they, they ran into some wicked ass white people. And that's why 
they are the way they are. I can't, I can't judge them for that. But I know that there is race prejudice within my collective. So that's not something I'm going to deny. I'm not going to romanticize my collective. I'm not that type of dude. I know what type of trauma my collective has been through. I know the adverse effects that has it has on the present and the future future um, people of the collective. So, man, I mean, this topic I, I really wanted to definitely touch on because it, it means a lot to me. Um, dealing with racism in my life, dealing with colorism, you know what I mean? I felt that I had to discuss this topic and I felt that I was one of the best people to talk about this. You know what I mean? I've I've been on my like knowledge of self journey for the longest. I'm still on it because I'm always learning. Um, I'm not as um, vocal or as militant as I was before. Like if you would if you were to go to my um, DSP, uh, the great page, like if you like if you're able to scroll like up or down, whatever it is. And you see some of the posts I was making like two, three years ago, you'd be like, damn, he was on it. And I was on it. I'm still on it. But one thing I learned is that you, you'll have more, you'll, you'll, you'll spend more time fighting people that look like you than people that don't look like you based, the, based off the information. I mean, you teaching black people the information that can make them better. Make them see things differently, change their perspective, shift the paradigms within their, you know, psyche. They're the ones that are more, um, more defiant to the information. Why? I don't know. Um, they'll tell you it ain't all about race, but yet they like to bring up racism when it's convenient to them. They tell you why you want that black power shit. That shit don't work. Like I heard, I heard it all, man. I heard it all and it, it scared the shit out of me. And I was like, you know what? Let me stop because what will happen is I'm going to end up hating my collective. And I never want that. Because as much knowledge of self as I got, I started loving my collective so much it, it, it got scary. To the point where I don't even get mad at coons because I know what your problem is. You suffering from something. You don't have no heat with me. You're suffering from something and you're trying to impose it on to me. That's why I don't beef with, with coons or people that partake in colorism. Because I'm like, yo, y'all are stupid. Like, do you really believe that because your skin is lighter than the other person, you're better? Or because that person's skin is lighter than yours, you're better? Man, come on. Y'all got to stop. Y'all got to stop. We got to do better. We, we, especially us, black folks. We have to do better, man. There's, there's no reason for us to be ignorant no more, man. Like, I've been on this knowledge and self-journey for a very long time. It's just recently I've been able to soak in so much information because of me using the internet the right way. You know what I mean? Making sure the information I am getting is um, legit because there's a lot of misinformation out there and you have to be careful with that. Pardon y'all, I'm over here smoking a J. Um, it's not an ad, but yo, I'm loving these hemp rolls. The Bob Marley hemp roll, man. The cigarette papers, yo. I'm loving it. This is not an ad. I'm telling you that right now. I'm just, this is my first time smoking it, and I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. Um, so big shout out to the uh, Bob Marley company. 
You know what I mean? That These are some good roll-ups. But like I said, man, um, race, I'm going to repeat it. The, uh, the, the definition that the scholars give it, the race is a social construct created by the dominant collective to create social context. All it is, man. And like I said, to me, because I can be opinionated on this, to me, I feel that that construct along with white supremacy was to justify to justify their their actions towards those they felt was inferior that's what i think it is you know what i mean it's me it's me saying that i feel that they were using race and white supremacy and racism to quell their inferiority complex that's why they created the superiority complex, white supremacy, race, racism, because they needed something to quell their internal issues. You know what I mean? So um, I, hope, I hope I did my thing with this uh, installment here. I hope I was able to discuss race in a way that any common dude from the hood, any person listening to me for the first time that probably didn't know how I got it in, would understand it. That's 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 the point of this program, Brother DSP Speaks. I get to speak my mind on particular topics and help you understand why I feel that way about a particular topic. So um, we're about to get into this ad and then we'll be right back. The Last Life Gaming Network is an over-the-top platform catering to the gamer. With numerous options upon launch, the LLGN will provide you with countless choices to start your experience. Shows such as collections, IRL, party games, playthroughs, and GUI, gaming under the influence, as well as highlights of Twitch and Mixer live streams, the network will have you itching for more. LLGN Sports will provide sports coverage as well as sports-related topics. With an interactive live stream schedule, the network will provide you with many reasons to be a part of our Last Life community. Make sure to subscribe to the Last Life Gaming Network on YouTube when it drops in the fall of 2019. Are you ready to be a Last Lifer? What is going on, family? I hope you enjoyed that installment. And R.I.P. Kobe Bryant, first and foremost. Um, R.I.P. Gigi, R.I.P. to all the other um, people who passed away on the uh, helicopter. It's terrible news, man. Still getting more details. Um, it just sucks. But um, I was glad that I was able to do this episode, get through this episode, because, like, I know later on in the week I'm probably not going to want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, this is probably one of the worst times for um, this to happen. But I'm definitely dedicating the next episode to uh, Kobe Bryant. And I got it, not next episode of um, this per se, the next episode of the weekly episodic show um, 
It's going to be de dedicated to Kobe Bryant. That's the one that's going to have a visual episode on YouTube. And um, also, you know, check us out on uh, all digital streaming platforms. Man, Kobe Bryant passed. I, I hope um, I was able to clarify some things with the race topic. You know, Black History Month is about to come up. And um, I hope my brothers and sisters that are listening was intrigued by what I said. And hopefully they, you know, do your own research and maybe you can find out some things about race that'll make you look at it like, damn, yo. They still had us duped. Divide and conquer. That's how they work. You know, that's how they work. Make sure to um, follow the Instagram page. That's at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T. P-O-D-C-A-S-T, The Blast Podcast. Um, you know, always uh, comment on the pictures. Um, click the link in the bio, of course. This is how you listen to me right now. Click the link in the bio. Um, leave comments. I always interact on that page. It's definitely me on that page, and I don't have anyone else running the page. It's, it's, it's me, Brother DSP, your, your friendly neighborhood media personality. You already know. Um, what else is there? Rate the show, rate the show, rate the show. Please rate the show on wherever you're listening to this on. Rate the show, whether it's uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Bullhorn, iHeartRadio. Wherever you're listening to this on, definitely, definitely, definitely rate the show. No matter what. And leave a comment. You know what I mean? That probably also helps us get to the homepage because if they, they see comments and interaction, they'll be probably more intrigued to put it up there because guess what? That's more traffic to their page. You know if I'm on the homepage of um, iTunes, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna fucking throw that up on the, uh, on the at the Blast Podcast Instagram page. You know what I mean? Um, make sure to subscribe to Last Life Gaming Network, one of the uh, ads that you heard. Um, that's Last Life Gaming Network on, on uh, YouTube. Subscribe and turn on post notifications because he's always uploading new content. Uh, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's Onslaught Multimedia. Of course, that's O-N-S-L-A-U-G-H-T-M-U-L-T-I-M-E-D-I-A. Onslaught Multimedia crazy content. I think I have a, about a hundred videos. Some of them are just audio clips and some of them are um, visual clips. That's where you'll be able to see the visual episode of the weekly episodic show. It's about to go down. Those are going to drop monthly. That's, that's about to be a crazy, crazy thing. I hope that's going to get some of the numbers higher on the uh, platform. Um, what else is there? Oh, Subscribe to and yeah, subscribe to that channel and turn on post notifications for that channel. Subscribe to my guys, man. VOH Basketball. Subscribe to my guys, VOH Basketball. You might even hear a familiar voice in the video. Probably the latest video, you'll hear a familiar voice in the background. It's me, of course, your friendly neighborhood media personality. Um, we just, we just um, recorded a game, man, and that's how we found out about the news. I'll never forget where I was. When Kobe passed, we was at the game, man. Um, shout out to the New York City Black Eagles. They played against some of the uh, representatives 
of VOH Basketball. The player of the game, I believe, was, yeah, Captain Kirk. Played for New York as a nationalities uh, summer league team. Um, we were there and we heard the news. We weren't sure if it was real. And then um, Say Less, Do More was... Um, Say Let's Do More was um, confirming the story for us. And he got it and he said it was true. And then I started looking it up and then boom. Seen it everywhere. Sick. But yeah, make sure you uh, subscribe to that. You'll see some great content on there. Like I said, you'll probably hear a familiar voice, me, of course. And um, like I said, follow us on Instagram at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D. C-A-S-T. I'm Brother DSP, your friendly neighborhood media personality. Thank you for listening as always. We'll, we'll be back next week. I'm not even sure on what the topic's going to be. You know what? I'm going to talk about Kobe next week. That's what I'm going to do. That's dope. I'm going to have two episodes dedicated to Kobe. Next week's weekly episodic show, episode 31, will be dedicated to Kobe Bryant, although it's going to be a special episode. But one of my guests is a Lakers fan, and I believe he's a Kobe Bryant fan as well. So that's going to be amazing. Um, and installment number seven of Brother DSP Speaks will be dedicated to Kobe Bryant. Thank you for listening. I'm Brother DSP, your friendly neighborhood media personality. See you next week. Peace.